Hello, and welcome to the Astrology Witch Podcast. I'm Tiana, your host, and today we're going to be doing an astrology or astro tea chat, and I have two guests. I'm really excited, finally. Um, I have Ashley from Seeking Witchcraft and Azazel from Feast of Torches Podcast. Y'all know that we are really good friends in life, and I'm very excited to finally have them on. Yay, thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for having us. I'm so excited to have our great discussion with, with <laughs> Ashley, who hates astrology. Wow, okay. I know. You know, it's funny because people literally requested her to come on so many times and I'm just sitting there like, yeah, I'll try. <laughs> like, okay, I want wait. her to be on my podcast, but damn. I don't hate astrology. It's just not something <laughs> that I personally work with in my real life <laughs> or have any really de- any real desire to. You should have done the like political response, which is, it's just not a focal point of my life right now. That's yeah, it's it's just not a focal point of my life, and um, I'm fine. With, I'm fine with that. So this is gonna be very interesting. Yeah, I, I mean, Tiana was like, "Come on the podcast," and I'm like, "I am so happy to come on here and support you and do whatever I can." <laughs> but this is an astrology podcast, and I don't really work with this anything astrology based ever. So I don't know how much I'm gonna have to say about this. What about I'm you? Unbeknownst to her, uh, me, I. <laughs> I like astrology, but like from a distance, because I feel like it's a lot to learn and too much for to, to keep into my little brain. You're not wrong. <laughs> like I was like, me- like not mesmerized, but I was like fascinated that you were because be- I remember when you first read our um, charts to mm-hmm. like now where you're able to just like read off the cuff. Yeah. And I'm just like, and it was such a short period of time too. So I'm like, how, like, how, I don't understand how you took in all that information so quickly <sighs> and I memorized it. All my childhood memories are gone. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just delete a bunch of stuff. Just format my hard drive. Everything's yeah. gone. I can definitely appreciate all the science that goes into it, all the things that people have to learn for it. Uh, I know it's not easy. I know there's a lot to it. And I don't know. It's just never been my thing. I mean, Tiana read my chart and she did a... Well, I will say that I think she did a great job reading the natal chart because I know that there's a lot of work that goes into that. Now, whether I believe what she was saying or felt oh, that it dead. applied to my life is a completely <laughs> different story. You can't see us, but just it's imagine, so just imagine my face the whole time was just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay, keep going, like it's fine. Ashley from Seeking Witchcraft, guys, the only person <laughs> ever to not relate to her natal chart in the history of man. I think a lot of people. Well, I related to mine. Mine was amazing, and I appreciate it. <laughs> If you want to do it again, it'd be great. Actually, I would love to read your guys' charts again because it's been a while and I can actually do it without um, looking anything up now. Sure. Ashley's sure. like, I hate it. I'm going to hate it. No, it's, no, no. It's... I, I, I know that there's so much that goes behind it and I know that it's it's a lot and I know that. Actually has a... Di- uh, what is, I, um... I just don't, I just don't, I'm not an astrology person. She's indifferent about astrology. I'm She's very indifferent about astrology. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she could give two fucks about astrology, okay? To put um, in for all the listeners. Growing up, <laughs> did you guys like have any like sort of things that you like held on to? Because like I was obsessed with like Egyptian mythology and that kind of led into because like Egyptian mythology like itself really just kind of starts with, you know, uh Nuit, who's like the sky goddess, and then you have Geb right. who's the earth. And so like to learn about Egyptian uh, Egyptian mythology itself, like it, it kind of starts with the astrological aspect of it. Mm. And so that's one of the things that kind of fascinated me, like growing up and learning 
tidbits here and there? Like, did you guys have like anything like that? I, I did and I didn't. So when I grew up, I was super interested in Egypt, but the parts of Egypt that interested me were the mummies and the pyramids and the fact that gods were, or the cats are pretty much like deities. So watching the mummy. <laughs> Uh, no, I actually never even watched The Mummy. I tried to watch it one... Well, I accidentally bought it on pay-per-view at a hotel, and I pressed cancel a bunch of times, because, I, God, I could not make my parents afford such a luxury. And I was like... And I just turned off the TV in a panic. I'm like, okay, okay, I think I canceled it. And then my mom turned on the TV, like, an hour later, and it was very clearly The Mummy that was playing, because it was very clearly... Playing. And she was like, what's this? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> So I never... I just watched that movie for the first time recently, actually. But, um, no, you know, growing up Catholic, I... I, when it came to the different mythology, um, I never learned about Greek or Roman or Egyptian, uh, like the gods for that. That wasn't everything that was really taught in my schools. And to be honest with you, growing up in such a strict Catholic household, I never even considered that that could be an, an option of deities to look to outside of the one and only Jesus Christ or uh, you know, I, I I never knew that was a thing because that was never presented to me because that would have never been allowed to be presented to me. And as I got older, I just really didn't care too much about religion. I I was always religious in the aspect of I believed in a higher power. I believed in an afterlife. And I had my own things where I was trying to figure out like reincarnation and such like that. But um, yeah, in terms of mythology, I, I'm one of those people that I guess my background's a lot different than a lot of the people who are coming into witchcraft a lot of them have been at this for years and started out like you mentioned azazel where you knew about this stuff for so long and now here i am and i'm like yeah i don't really know about this stuff and like i'm not ashamed to say it like it's the truth i'm not going to sit here and pretend that i do <laughs> i know these things when they tell um but yeah so uh and in terms of astrology i do remember I used to read the things in the back of the magazines about what your horoscope was. And I was like, this is dumb. And then also, also, I think what got me so jaded about astrology from such a young age was the fact that my birthday fell on a quote unquote cusp. So I never fit in with any of this, like what they would say, because one magazine would say that I'm this sign. The other magazine would say I'm this other sign. And I was like, screw it. I'm none of these signs. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's not real anyway. Um, and I remember one time my mom, do you guys remember those scrolls that they used to sell in the grocery store with like your horoscope on them? Oh, oh yes. yeah, I remember those. Yeah. yeah, they were like by like the candy bar section and then like the little tiny TV guides. Yes. <laughs> I remember seeing my mom one time buying one of those scrolls and I was probably like 10 and I was like, put that back. It's not <laughs> real. And she was just like, damn, okay. <laughs> damn, this goes back. This is real deep hatred. I think it touched <laughs> the nerve because I never, I never had an actual set sign being on a cusp and then somebody told me about a cusp and I was like you know what and then they were telling me about a sun and a moon sign and I was like okay so I'm not only these two signs I'm also these other two signs. I'm just like fuck it I, I'm not doing this this is not for me you know what really just touched a nerve and I don't know why it still affects me after like almost two years the fact that you haven't seen them the fact that I get shocked when you haven't seen a goddamn movie I was just gonna say seen the goddamn mummy I've seen the mummy angry. now I've seen the mummy <laughs> literally okay I Fun said I fact. saw the one movie, and I I rode the mummy ride in Universal Studios. So oh wow, wow! <laughs> Fun fact for listeners who know Ashley from Seeking Witchcraft: Jesus. one thing you may not know about her is that she hasn't seen so many movies and TV shows, and will not get your cultural pop references. So don't even try, okay? Me and Azazel, <laughs> much Struggle. to our own chagrin, have tried so hard to. We make jokes that only we get, and she's just like, "What?" <laughs> it's 
so good. <laughs> okay, I wasn't sheltered for the record. The reason I haven't seen a lot of these movies is because my mom was a lot older when she had me. And my mom was like, yeah, I'm too old to be sitting here watching the Spice Girls. And now that I'm an adult, I'm like, honestly, I don't blame her. Like, that's a mood. <laughs> like, like, I remember specifically the Spice Girls as an example. I wasn't allowed to watch the movie, but my mom bought me all the toys and everything for it. And I remember being like, whatever. Like, I never really asked her, like, why I couldn't go see the movie, even though she was buying me everything. I, I like, asked her once I could watch it. And she was like, no. And I was like, okay. And I just didn't argue with her. And then I got older and I was like, mom, like, why didn't you let me go see that movie? <laughs> she was like, oh, I just didn't feel like sitting in the theaters to watch it. And I was like, oh, okay. Damn. Which tracks... World was amazing. Okay, but it's it tracks... It's a freaking, like, time capsule of a film. But when I... But, but what my mom used to do is we would go to Blockbuster and she would be like, Ashley, go to the horror movie section and pick out a movie. And I'd be like, all right. And so I grew up watching horror movies. But, like, most of them were, like, horror movies no one's even heard of anymore. Like, Dolls. That one terrified me. Oh, my gosh. Dolls. <laughs> like, like, I remember watching that, that so as a child. Long. Yeah. Um, and so, like, I watched a lot of movies. It just wasn't the pop culture movies. My mom didn't care about any of those. And so she was like, I'm not sitting through this, so you're not watching it either. And I'm like, whatever. Oh. Anyway, that's enough about me. That's pretty funny. <laughs> so, um, it's so funny because I have kind of a mix of both of your guys' childhoods. So... When I was young, I wasn't really, I, I didn't start out interested in ancient Egypt. I always thought it was cool because I read like the Phantom Tollbooth type books. Like that whole era of books, I feel like there was so much Egypt in those fictional books where somebody had a mummy escape and there's like a curse or something. So, I mean, it was always kind of there and interesting, but I didn't really see it as this magical thing. I had more of like an Ashley experience where I was like, dude, mummies and buried tombs like that to me was magical in itself that you could like go to Egypt and find a fucking tomb and unearth this whole passageway like secret passageways I think it's because I'm from the generation that watched Legends of the Hidden Temple and that was like a whole thing like I wanted to be on that show so bad um did I tell you my partner almost uh, was almost was almost on that show no that's so cool yeah he got really mad because the kid in front of him um failed and so he never got to go oh rude that sucks that happened with uh, me with going on slime time live pretty much damn see they, those... the kid sitting next to me and i almost punched him i didn't Dang. but in my in my head i did i mean really. i feel i feel that because it was in my it was like my childhood dream to be on both legends of the hidden temple and guts because oh, like, i love guts guts was awesome and they were on these like freaking trapeze like little harness things and they were like doing basket i don't know like, I just, it was the coolest shit ever. I was really kind of, like, into sports as a kid. Nickelodeon um, was the shit. At the time. Yeah, Nickelodeon was the shit. Um, but, yeah, I was more into Greek mythology and um, Roman Celtic mythology as a kid. I read these books called Daughters of the Moon, which I tell everyone Oh, I remember about. that series. It's extremely nerdy. I have a tattoo from this fucking book. And it's it's very nerdy, but I was like religious about these books. I don't know why these books are not good. Okay, if you read them, they're like not good books by any means. The stories are shallow as hell. Um, but they're each book is like prefaced with like a small little Greek myth, and I was obsessed with like reading up about what the myth was every time because I was convinced. And it was the only book of like my childhood where one of the characters that comes out later has my name. And no one ever had my name. Like maybe people do now because like Princess and the Frog, it's like a little more common to name mm. your kid Tiana. But back then and the same spelling and everything. And this chick was a badass. And I was like, I want to be her. 
like I want to be her like it I, I don't know like I had no one really to idolize like so Meanwhile, I, think I, I really... had the four Ashleys from recess hey <laughs> <laughs> hey don't downplay them they were great <laughs> your face yeah I think the way that you were with that book me and Ashley were with house of night yeah, I, if I had known, but House of Night came out later, and I think I was already in high school. And um, at that point, I'm like, what did I read in high school? I read, like, weird dystopian novels by then, and, like, uh, Twilight. Divergent. I did uh, read Twilight, but I read Twilight when I was, like, 18 or 17, maybe. I don't know. And it was from somebody else's suggestion, because I worked at a bookstore, and this old lady who was the manager was like, you have to read these. I was like, all right. <laughs> I read Twilight for the first time in Florida, of all places. Wow, that was a sign. <laughs> Isn't that also where you went to the first Twilight convention? Is that that is, also uh, yes. When I was 16 or 15 or whatever, that was my birthday gift was to fly to Orlando and go to a Twilight convention. And Taylor Launder was supposed to be there. And at the last minute, he canceled because he was filming some other thing. I mean, this was well over 10 years ago, so like I don't care anymore. But at the time, <laughs> it was awesome. I had tickets in the front row of the convention so like when you would sit and they'd have the speakers like I was literally like seat number four I had like all the, the like the picture passes like I like the after party I had like the dinners with them like it was awesome it was a lot of fun Damn. that was like the a hell of a gift to get Jeez. Ashley and her childhood obsession with Twilight <laughs> is real palpable it was uh, not anymore not anymore i recently sold a shit ton of twilight stuff i didn't know that people still cared about that but i do you know i still think back to that convention at one point there was this woman that was there that she's probably in her 50s and she had a whole back tattoo of twilight but it was like movie style twilight with robert pattinson and kristen stewart and like at the time i was like that's so cool but now i'm like oh she still has a tattoo. She has their faces <laughs> on her back. That's so weird. That's why I think um, I can never get a tattoo. I'm way too indecisive. I used to think that too, but I don't know. I over feel like there's time... difference with tattoos. Like there's some tattoos like they, they, they're long lasting, but I think mm-hmm. having the face of I mean, hopefully they're all long. <laughs> but I'm saying like they like they're more like ambivalent, whereas Robert Pattinson's face and also. Kristen Stewart's face. <laughs> right. Literally just gonna be on you. Literally you just gonna be on your back forever. That's mm-hmm. so weird. Yeah, uh yeah, Twilight, man. That's so intense. How, did you ever watch the fandom for Twilight? There's a channel, um, they're the same people. Well, I don't know if they're the same people, but they bought the Honest Trailer YouTube channel. If you ever oh, watched the Honest yes. Trailers. I love it, yeah. Okay, so they're now owned by this company called Fandom. And fandom makes mini documentaries. They did one on Dungeons and Dragons and they did one on Twilight. And the one on Twilight was like going to Forks, Washington to the Twilight convention there and all the people that are still really obsessed with Twilight. And oh, I th- yeah, I think I, I think I did watch that. Totally check it out if you haven't. It's really fascinating to think about like how this community is still like thriving when people mm-hmm. have mostly forgotten about it it's it's pretty cool though i think things like that are cool to see because you see how like these people find community and it's not really like about the series it's about like making friends and yeah, yeah. i, I, I will like say though there's two things that came out of twilight that i appreciated one the soundtracks amazing mm-hmm. yeah and, 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 and two 
that wedding scene, like all the decor and everything was gorgeous. Like goals. That wedding was awesome. And like, you know what? Like I will give it to the set designers like to this day. That was was a great choice. Yes. Yeah. Everything else in that movie was very, and the book series was very questionable. (laughs) (laughs) Very, very questionable. But the wedding scene and the soundtracks, amazing. Yeah, I agree. And the fashion in the in the movies is pretty cool too. Um, and Taylor Lautner's did... abs. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, I do want to mention something that I think is so funny. You, you Ashley, had mentioned that the whole reason that you didn't like astrology was because you're on the cusp of uh, Pisces, right? And mm-hmm. and also, what? Are you about to get red for Phil? No, no, no. But she she had um, mentioned that she didn't like the horoscopes because she was on the cusp. And uh, back then, and even now, if you read your like sun horoscope, it's like that. It'll switch you depending on the day. Um, but uh, actual astrology, when you do somebody's natal charts based on time, so you know exactly what sign they're in, there's no cusp. Cusp really is something that only like, I don't know. People debate it, but most actual astrologers don't really debate it because there's something called decans. So it's funny. I, I bring this up because I was just like Ashley when I was younger. I hated astrology. I hated horoscopes. Like I wanted horoscopes to be relatable, but I'm on the cusp of Aries and Taurus. Like literally I was born at midnight on April 20th. So I'm like barely a fucking Taurus. Mm-hmm. And in some, they, wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and <laughs> I can't even. And on 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 some of them, they'll say that I'm a Taurus. On some, they would say that I was an Aries. And I never related to either of them. I was always salty about it because I wanted to, you know, have my fucking horoscope. And everyone would be like, oh, it's so relatable. And I'd be like, no, it's not. So I, I really relate with Ashley saying that she didn't like it because that's absolutely how I felt growing up. And um cusp is sort of meaningless to me now I used to be very obsessed with it because I thought it was the only way I could really relate because I had I felt like I related to both signs to a certain extent and then none mm-hmm. so I'd be kind of like thrown off by that but really there's the there are these things called decans in each zodiac sign there's the first second and third decan in each sign so you can land in any of those right in the first decan you will have um, basically more characteristics of the previous sign. And then in the middle one, you're supposed to be like the truest of that zodiac sign if you land in the middle. The decans are split up by degrees, by the way. They're like the first 10 degrees, the 20 up to 20 degrees, and then 20 to 29 or 30 degrees or whatever um, in that sign. So if you're in the third decan, you're going to start taking on qualities of the next sign. So that kind of kills the idea of cusps because even if you're on one you land in the first decan you're still going to have those qualities if that makes sense so it doesn't matter if say you're up like ashley you're a pisces but you're on the cusp of being what uh in aquarius right yeah so um if you're on the cusp then yeah of course you're going to have aquarian uh qualities or whatever because you're in that first decan which everyone that, in that, huh? Does that depend on the date or does that depend on like just when you were born? Yes, it depends on the date, time and everything because the degrees change. Mm-hmm. So the degree, um, it's based on the sun, which doesn't change as often. Um, 
but like, yeah, the, the time changes the degree. Cause over time, you know, your degree is going to alter. And mm -hmm. so since it's based on the degree of the angle of the sun or whatever, um, okay. then the degree changes. So if like, for example, I'm a zero degree Taurus, she's probably a zero degree Pisces. Um, and we're both Ooh, in the I? first decade of our sign. I don't know. We can look later if you want though. You're probably in the second or third. Um, I think yeah, second, I cause you're in the middle. Um, but yeah, your degree. So if you, if you guys are listening and you want to know what decade you're in, in your chart, if you're, if you look at where your sun sign is, then if it says zero to 10 degrees, uh, whatever your sign is, then you're in the first 10 to 20, you're in the second and 20 to 29, um, you're in the third. So that's kind of how to figure out what decade you are in. And that goes the same for every chart placement because they're all, there's degrees in all the placements. So for example, I'm a zero degrees Taurus sun, but my moon is Libra and it's 29 degrees. So I actually feel being a Libra a little more intensely because it's a critical degree, which can also change how much you feel like a Libra in that, you know, emotional state or whatever your moon is affected by, if that makes sense, whatever house so it lands in. This is I'm 25 degrees Taurus. Okay, so you're in the third decan. Mm. So then I would be more with with Gemini. You're that means you you're intensely Taurus, but you also are going to take on some Gemini like qualities. Like you might have more conversation witty skills. You'd be a little less silent than Taurus is known for being. Um, yeah, she's shaking her head now. <laughs> for me, like it depends on the topic. You they can think... be. You could also take on writing capabilities or be really clever. I mean, he has a podcast. It's true, and <laughs> and also Gemini is known for being really intelligent and um, likable, and also for occasionally being two faced and being a great manipulator and a great liar. So depending <laughs> on it, whether you're both. you're embodying <laughs> the positive or negative qualities of Gemini, um, you know, you could be you know, having some of those qualities or whatever. Okay. It really depends. And it depends on what house it falls in. I think for you, it lands in your, uh, I don't want to put it on here because I don't know if you want people to know what your chart is looking like, but I, we can talk about it after, but, yeah. but yeah. So, you know, I mean, it'll affect a different area of your life. If your son doesn't land in a, an identity house, like your first house. So I, I think that, I have a couple of things that I just can't get past with astrology, which is why I don't subscribe to it. The first, is, it. So the first <laughs> is that it's based off of when you were born. And first off, I was a C-section baby. I wasn't meant to be born that day. That just happened to be the day the doctors were like, yeah, we should probably get that baby out of you to my mom. Actually, she didn't even know that I was going to be born that day. <clears throat> so I wasn't born on the day that I would have naturally been born on. So I'm like, okay, well, does that affect it? That some random dude was like, I'm gonna pull that baby out right now. No, like whatever the sun or stars or the fuck they're doing is what they're doing. But also this concept of depending on where you're born and when you're born and the stars having an influence, like, like where in the stars was it written in plain English or whatever? Like, oh, this person was born this day. So that means that they have this quality about them. Like, yes, we're all gonna agree on this. I'm like, where does it say that? Like, like somebody, I guess, just made up 
this concept like did they just follow people born at different times of the day and then be like oh well this person was born this month on this day and they kind of act like this so i'm gonna call them this and this person was person was born on this day and so i'm gonna say they're like that i'm like i, I just don't like i don't i don't i'm sure there's some meta science behind this or whatever but i wasn't even born on the day i was supposed to be born on <laughs> i wasn't premature i was exactly nine months but i'm like yeah i, I don't i don't i don't, I don't know about all this Okay, so first of all, not that I'm trying to dissuade you because everyone has their own opinion and I think that's fine. And I think if it doesn't serve you, then don't worry, like let it go. Because I'm a firm believer that like if you don't give a shit about something in your practice or in your life and if it's not harming you, then don't use it. It's not useful to you. And that's cool. Um, But I will say, if you have beliefs about, because the way you're talking about it, it kind of sounds like, you know, you, okay, let's, let's dissect this. <laughs> if you, if you weren't supposed to be born on that day, supposedly, which you could make that argument, then are you taking away the fact that you were not fated to be born that day or that you don't believe in fate at all, or that you don't believe in destiny at all, that things happen the way they were meant to happen, that things have a timing about them, whether it's happening through, you know, this dude's intervention to give your mom the C-section or not then, you know, the way that my understanding of magic is, is that extraordinary things can happen through natural means, right? So, like, I mean, maybe gonna... born was definitely an extraordinary event, obviously. No, I'm totally kidding. Well, obviously. We would not <laughs> totally kidding. You know, I'm not, not being serious about that. <laughs> I'd be very sad if it wasn't extraordinary. I only befriend extraordinary people. <laughs> Just kidding. Facts. Facts. <laughs> But, um, but yeah, you know, just, just on that alone, like I, I would make the argument that things happen the way they were meant to, things happen for a reason. I don't necessarily think that things are fated to happen. I think that things, you're born into a certain set of circumstance, right? We can't deny that. I'm not saying that that's bearing in astrology. That's just reality. You're born into whatever family you're born into. You're born in a certain country. Um, I have this conversation with my high priestess, Meg, on, um, on a different astrology uh, astro tea chat where we both talked about this, about how you can't, there's a certain level of things in life that you can't control, right? You can't control who your parents are, what fucking uh, social class you were born into, what opportunities that allotted you or didn't allot you, what country you were born into, um, which gives you certain opportunities or the lack of those opportunities. And that shapes us as people. So to me, I kind of look at astrology like that. Like these are the circumstances that were at your birth. They are always changing. And in fact, the annual perfections, which uh, is the process of the natal chart kind of turning as a wheel and affecting different areas of your life, happens every year of your life from the time you're born. Okay? So that changes your circumstances every time. And you have free will. So you can be like, fuck it all and not do anything that your chart says that you should be doing, even though those are the circumstances of your birth. So I don't believe, I know that some people will say, oh, it's the fate, it's the destiny, it's a blah, blah, blah. But for me, I think, yeah, you could be fated to do something, but you can also say, fuck you and do something else. I think free will uh, changes, you know, our, our fate at any given moment. We can turn left, we can turn right, we can fucking turn around. You know, I don't think that it it's um, set in stone in the way that people think. Also, Ashley, just in case you were curious, yeah, some dude probably a thousand years ago said that looks like this. This is my, I mean, all of it's based on Greek mythology. So it's mm-hmm. thousands of years old, but yeah, I'm sure they all, it's, 
it's the the mythology of stories um and if you know the mythology it kind of makes a little more sense as to why things are the way they are um and you can put the pieces together but if the symbolism doesn't speak to you if if nothing about it resonates then again just like anything else in your practice if it's not useful to you then don't worry about it because it's just annoying to you <laughs> you know like it's just gonna frustrate you um <clears throat> so i mean my understanding of like why these things affect us the way that they do uh to put in very basic terms because obviously i don't i'm not huge on astrology but from my understanding of it is essentially if you think about it in simple terms so when you're born right you are separated from if you were born natural birth or c-section it's that separation of uh leaving your mother's womb and in that moment is when you see the everything else starts to pull on you and so obviously you know we all believe in gravity and gravity affects us in so many different ways um whether it's the moon pulling on us because obviously we're majority water so the moon is going to affect us in some way and that's on a like on a very like close like looking at the earth scale but essentially like you are the center like in this idea you are the center of the world right and so you're creating a map from you as earth looking at the stars above you that's why it's depending on your location and how far away these planets are, whether these planets were in retrograde or, or whether these planets are in different areas of this map are just going to affect their gravitational pull towards you. And when you think about the mytholo mythological aspects of how these people identified with these planets, it's, so it's not necessarily like me looking at, you know, these 10 different people around me and seeing how they act and I'm going to attribute their actions to the planets. It's more of the planets. I, we don't know what the planets are at the time. And so we're ascribing, we're ascribing these deities to them. And so these deities have specific um, attributes. One, I mean, for the most part, we gave them these attributes, but so with Mars, Mars associated with Aries, Aries, war, aggression, um, ambition, and so people who have more or born under the sign of Mars are going to have a lot of these traits pulling on them gravitationally, so to speak. Um, but we made up these traits. Right. But he's saying that literally if a planet is closer to Earth when you're born or further away from when you're born, that's going to pull on you harder because it's closer to you. Um, I also think, too, it's important to note that, um, you know, the Greeks and many other pantheons thought that the stars or the heavenly bodies, which is like the sky, the outer space, the outer spaces, uh, they, um, you know, they were a reflection of what was going to happen on earth. And so that's why they used constellations and studied the stars and the planets because they believed as above, so below, like, and literally as above, so below is not referring to a horror uh, concept. It's referring to what happens in the heavenly skies, what happens in the celestial bodies reflects what can happen or what will happen on earth. Mm -hmm. That's why they thought studying the stars was like important. Right. No. So I understand what you guys are saying, but you know, say Mars is affecting you because that's the planet that whatever, like you were born of that, that. Yeah. Some random person said, you know what? Mars means this. And everyone was like, cool. And nobody argued against that. 
Well, it's not necessarily that because even if you go deeper on like an esoteric spiritual level, if you're interacting like if you're interacting with the spirit of Mars, right? The spirit of Mars is going to have attributes when you're interacting with it. And they're going to all come at you different ways. Like me interacting with Mars is going to be very different than me interacting with Venus or the spirits of Mars and spirits of Venus. Like their, their, their quote unquote vibe is going to be different. Do you think it's that like you're interacting with an, another person? But do you think that's due to an egregore that we've built up of saying that that's the personality that it has over thousands of but years? Isn't and isn't everything that we believe built on an egregore of things that we have assigned meaning to? Essentially, that's like you just described all of religion everywhere, all of everything everywhere. I mean, why do we call it fucking Mars? Because scientists who discovered <laughs> the planet were like, let's call it Mars, and then we just don't question it and we call it Mars, right? You did the same thing, and that's a scientific concept. That's not even astrology. That's just like some fucking guy was like gonna call that planet Mars, and we're just like, all right, no one questions <laughs> it. No one fucking questions it at all. Well, you the know? name or is like, different than the personality or the attributes. I mean, sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. Mars is a red planet, and it they actually use the qualities. I mean, modern astrologers do. They use the qualities of Mars to describe people now like it's dry or whatever and arid or whatever the fuck i don't know there i'm not super experienced at that aspect of astrology but they'll start describing jupiter is this way literally in this in space and the qualities of that planet are this way and that's mm -hmm. how it could affect a person which i'm not that in depth that's some other level shit but people do that um and also you know when you think about like um you know even the the genus genus of plants like their latin names yes, yeah. or the names that we assign to them right nightshade you know um devil's weed why do we have those names they're completely fucking meaningless to everyone else in modern time that doesn't question it unless you know the history of the plant and you know that people called it devil's weed because it was associated with witchcraft or because it could fucking kill you or whatever right or mm -hmm. that people used it in poison you know there are different reasons historically why we use things but at the beginning of it, someone just called it that because it had a cultural significance of their time or they had a superstition about it or it was fucking purple or it had thorns or it bloomed at night or something, you know? So, I mean, I don't have an issue with the name. Mine, it's, it's about the person. Like, I don't, I don't put names and personality on the same level, though. No, no, I totally get what you're saying. And I think what you're saying is fair and valid. And if that's how you assign meaning, you know, we find meaning in what we find meaning in. And if you don't find meaning here, that's totally cool. The only argument I'm making is that if nothing means nothing, it doesn't mean anything except for the fact that we put meaning on it, mm -hmm. you know? So, so that's, so that's not, all I'm saying is it's not a very good argument if that's your only argument, <laughs> but instead you should just admit that you don't like astrology. It doesn't work for you. It doesn't resonate and then move on. I, I personally, totally fair. I, you know, and I will admit that I, I'm ignorant of the fact of knowing a lot of things about astrology. I was, I was telling Azazel uh, and Tiana, I, I can barely even name all the 12 signs. And, you know, I bought a uh, calendar with the different astrological signs on it to try to make myself remember. And we're already, to, I don't even know what sign we're in right now, but like, we're already there. And I forgot what, like, what the order is. <laughs> um, and if I tried to name them all, I'm probably going to do it. And I definitely can't tell you what their personality traits are behind it because I don't even know all the names but for me you know astrology I, I I see a lot of astrology as a self-fulfilling prophecy which is partially why I don't like it um 
because you know if you tell somebody oh yeah you're definitely the sign um people tend to be like yeah you're right like i do act like this and i do like that like that and i've actually done like i i've went online and i've read maybe not horse i can't think of the words but like not horoscopes but like different aspects of a chart or whatever for other people and i've read the different things and i'm just like okay which one of these applies to me and i'll read it and it'll be like oh it's for this one sign i don't know like cancer or something. And I'm like, I don't even know if I have cancer in my chart, but I feel like this one applies to me. <laughs> um, you know, I, I've done that a couple of times because I, I have, I've kind of tried to see if I can pick it up and go with it, but I, I just, I truthfully can't, I, I can't. Um, it's just not something for me, but I don't mind if other people are into it. I know that it's just, it's just not a, a thing that I really work with. And, and I'm fine with that. I totally get it. I just, I think I like to challenge your beliefs. Because I think, I think I find it interesting because I mean, I think it's interesting to me because me and Ashley had the same ideas like back in the day, you know, like I really felt the same way that you're talking about, about being in a cusp and it being kind of bullshit because you really don't identify with either one. Um, And I don't believe in like fated to be a certain way, although I will argue that people lean into their character traits for sure like Mm -hmm. way harder than they need to because they use it as a crutch, which I don't believe in doing. I think there are positives and negatives to every personality trait in the world, whether you believe in astrology or not. And, you know, we have to find the balance between those things, whatever. But I mean, I would make the same argument that you're making for astrology for like personality tests or the fucking quizzes on Buzzfeed. Like even someone who made the whole, like, uh, I don't know what it's called. The, the INTJ personality. Oh, the Myers, yeah, the Myers-Briggs. Those are created oh. by, by psychologists. No, actually, the Myers-Briggs They're wasn't created by, by a psychologist at all. It was created by two bored housewives at home. Um, and, you know, when it comes to personality tests and things of that nature, I, I, I don't really... I think they're fun to do, like to see what type of garlic bread I am. Like, am I garlic bread with cheese or am I right? plain garlic yeah. bread? Like, who knows? Like, no, you no, know, no. <laughs> I know, like, right? I love doing those for like the fun value of it. But with my background, like, that's all pseudoscience and something that we don't like in, in the psychology back, like field. It's not actually a valid thing. Like, you absolutely learn about the Myers Briggs test. Once you actually learn more about it, you realize that mm, it's actually debunked. It's 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 a cool thing to say what your um, personality type is, but it's mm-hmm. also not. It wasn't really based on any real science. Totally, yeah. I mean, uh, I think this all goes to show yeah. that we are a lot. We are all a lot more similar than different. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, yeah, I think I think we we all like like you said. Yeah, yourself, Ashley, you know, we can, we can all possess all of those traits of the Zodiac, all the signs. And I think that much is true. When you look at a person's natal chart, everybody has all the signs in their chart. They just accent more things than other things. And you can always lean out of your traits too, right? Like, I think I'm kind of a loudmouth person and horse is supposed to be the silent one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just saying like, you know, I don't know. Uh, but anyway, I did want to talk about, uh, you know, what are your guys, I guess this will be me and his basil, what roasting Zodiac signs. I wanted to talk about like experiences with different signs and if you felt like they really lived up to their, their sign or not, or if you know their moon sign. Cause it's so funny. I, um, I never really thought my brother was much of an Aries, <laughs> but his moon sign's cancer and it makes so much sense. Cause he, um, cry, he cries a lot. No, I'm just kidding. But he is a sensitive person. My sisters, both of my sisters are cancers, and they're a lot. 
my <laughs> younger sister, she was relatively okay. And then she like, I guess, I don't know, hit become a teenager. And like now she's starting to act a lot like my older sister, which I'm concerned about because my older <laughs> sister was a, uh, a cancer upon society, as I used to say. Wow. Um, Harsh. <clears throat> oh, that's mean. <laughs> Woo. That's you, rough. You, you did not grow up with that. Um, Aw, that's not nice to say. Oh, she doesn't so I don't have it. a great opinion of cancers. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, I love my sisters to death, but they they, they are when when are um, when sabotaging. To say when that. are people in cancer born? Oh. I mean, I don't even know. I don't even know if I'm going to know my friends' birthdays to be able to. July, July-ish. Okay, hold on, hold on. Do I know anyone who was born in July? Um, no. I, I if I do, I don't know. They're they're late June, early. To mid um what about like mid-june mm, no that's a gemini yeah i, 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 I think i don't know man. yeah, yeah mid-june is gemini mid-june is gemini depending on their if they're like on the 19th 20th they could be on the cusp yeah because <clears throat> yeah, end of may like mid-june is is gemini I was going to try to see if I can talk about my friends without, because I don't know what sign they are. And I could say, these, this is their personality type and see if it matches up. But you could I, tell me their birthdays and I could keep it a secret and you could tell me what they're like and I'll tell you if it's accurate. Okay. Okay. Uh, June 26th. That I'm pretty sure is a cancer. Okay. I don't know what, a, I don't mm-hmm. know really about a cancer. Um, they are very opinionated and can be bossy and leadershipy and uh i'm just describing one of my friends right now (laughs) uh knows what they want will cut a bitch for it is that a cancer (laughs) i don't know uh kind of um but i mean that's the only cancer i know (laughs) (laughs) and we just described why it's really hard to judge someone on their sun sign because their moon sign could be the opposite sign and they might think or even their their rising sign, right? Like, as an example, Ashley, who doesn't believe in astrology, has a rising sign with like five planets all in the first house, and that's like it means. it means that you might actually identify way more with your rising sign than all the other signs. So that means I can identify with five other planets. No, you can identify with Libra a lot. Wow. <laughs> Coming I, the Libras, I swear. I love Libras. I, I, I I'm always really. best friends with Libras. I'm indifferent about Libras. I mean, yeah. my high priestess is a Libra, and so is my high priest. But they all—they both have very vastly different personalities. Right, so that doesn't help all... me at all. Right, but what does their chart look like? I don't I know what their no charts look idea. like. I didn't—I didn't read their charts, so I don't know what they look like. But I—I I know um, that my my sun sign is Pisces. Mm-hmm. And Pisces is stereotyped to be like crybabies, dreamy, imaginative. No. I'm like, yeah, no, that's uh-uh. the they, they can't. They can be on the inside, but in my experience, most Pisces. And you know what's funny is the other Pisces that I know also has an Aquarius moon, like you. And y'all are fucking harsh. Y'all are harsh. <laughs> y'all are just like intense, like. I don't know. I don't know if it's the Aquarius moon or what, but it's like, it's intense. It's y'all are just, y'all are just, y'all will cut a bitch. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't cut somebody. Like I, I was, I was joking with Azazel <laughs> where he talks. You'd be, fat. You'd be sad about it. Yeah. She'll be, she'll feel bad after. No, like I, I feel too bad to do it to start with. Like, listen, my personality, like 
if I go outside and I walk in the grass, I literally think about the ants that I'm killing that I don't even know about, and I feel really bad about it. Oh my goodness. Mm, no, I do it Heart of gold. And then she just talked about how she can't relate to the, like, crybaby-sensitive, loving nature of Pisces, and then she's, like, <laughs> at the same time crying about ants. Yeah, but I don't want to kill totally something. Being I'm Pisces thinking, all like, over the place. Like, oh my god, like, what if I just, like, step on half their body, so then they're just, like an amputee or whatever and then they're just dying slowly and i'm like and i did this and i didn't even know about it like what a horrible way to die like that's terrible you're not wrong i just think it's see, funny and then ashley thinks that i won't make a good vampire because i won't be able to kill anybody but you see <laughs> if i'm a vampire and i need to eat people you would not kill a Taurus, you're not gonna do it to feed my hunger uh-huh it greatly overtakes my you guys don't know as hazel in real life I, I cannot see him killing somebody no, I would totally do it. If it was for food? Um, you know what? I think it's I think that I think the Taurus is uh not all Taurus signs, but a lot of Taurus signs, sun signs, um, or people with strong Taurus placements, they're they hide shit from people. Like they withhold. What secrets are you like, hiding, Azazel? He's literally side eyeing me. He's like, shut the fuck up. He's like, laughs in third degree. <laughs> but like, um, I really think that that's a thing. Like, that's why they call Taurus a silent one because I think uh, there's this one guy that I follow that's an, a professional astrologer. He had a really interesting thing to say about the signs. And one of the things that he kind of turned on its head was. So there's, if you Google zodiac signs, they all have like the silent one, the like independent one, the wise one or whatever. And he made the argument that those aren't traits they possess. Those are traits they're trying to learn. So uh, uh, Taurus is like learning to calm down or something and use their voice or something. I don't know, he said something like that. I and I was that. like, interesting, because I feel like I know a lot of Taurus people who don't really know how to speak their truth and don't like to. You haven't met <laughs> so, my mom. She, yeah, but she might be a Taurus, but then watch, she has some fire moon or some shit. She sounds really like, like passionate sassy from <laughs> how you talk but about I her. also have a fire moon. You No, I don't know. I have a Pisces moon. Yeah. I have a fire moon. <laughs> sure this is, I'm sure. Which, yes. I'm sure this uh, is up to the listeners. I'm sorry that we're just <laughs> we're just ranting about each other. I'm sure this is so interesting for all of you. <laughs> I'm sure yeah. you're loving it. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry, but also not sorry to disappoint that I'm not into astrology. I mean, like again, I could be completely ignorant of that, and I admit that. It's just it's never been a thing for me. I don't know. I for me, it's... like it's 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 so like integrated in in most things in the craft. Um, like even like I was just looking at my tarot cards and like all of my tarot cards have an astrological sign literally on them and they're all associated oh. with a different sign. What and deck do you have? I have, uh, it's called the night sun tarot. Oh my so God. I'm has... looking at my Rider Witt. I'm just like, where? Oh, <laughs> like, so mine is called the night sun tarot. Um, <laughs> funny. and it has, uh, each like astrological sign attached to it. Like, uh, what either has astrological sign or an elemental sign on it. Oh, that's like the high cool. priestess like has, that's the water sign. Um, mm-hmm, that makes sense. The magician has it's Mercury. Mm-hmm. Lovers has Gemini. Mm-hmm. 
that makes sense. I think temperance has, I think, I'm pretty sure that Sagittarius is the arrow. But, I mean, I you have to know that somebody said no. Aries to me once, and I thought that that was an air sign because it sounds like air, and they were like, no, it's fire. And I'm like, but it sounds like air. Like, that's yeah. where I'm well, coming from here. I totally get it because most people think Aquarius is a water sign because he's called the water bearer, mm-hmm. but he's an air sign. But even um, my own high priestess thought that I was an earth sign, like, through and through. And when I was like, yeah, no, I'm a water sign, apparently, she, like, lost her mind. You just like to <laughs> hang around earth sign. But no, the thing is that Ashley's rising sign is Venusian, and then her moon sign is fixed. So it makes sense, because most people, when they talk about earth signs, they really describe Taurus qualities, which is stubbornness, which is an earth thing. Um and also Venusian qualities, like you like nice shit, you like to look good, you like pretty things, whatever. Um, but really what they're describing is somebody that's Venusian and that likes nice things. Because even Cancer um, and Leo can display those Venusian qualities because they all also like nice shit and they like to be indulgent or whatever. Um, and Aquarius is fixed, which makes it stubborn, which is actually a fixed sign quality and not a straight earth sign quality. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. I just think a lot of people don't understand astrology signs or astrology to the extent um, that like when you actually start to study the signs, you actually understand the qualities of them a little bit differently than just surface level. And there's a lot of misunderstanding because there's so many people out there that really don't understand astrology, or at least I, I think they, they are, they have to be more um, surface level than what they're presenting themselves as mm-hmm. because if they bother to research the history and the mythology and all of these things, they would find that the qualities with which they're describing can be applied to different, can be attributed to different things rather than just saying, this is an earth sign quality. This yeah. is a whatever. You yeah, know? Not all earth, not all. I mean, every sign likes to eat. So just if somebody just loves to eat, everyone always describes that to Taurus. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I also yeah. think too, if somebody, let's say somebody's a sun sign Taurus, right? Mm-hmm. But they are a sun sign that's their sun sign lands in the twelfth house, which hypothetically is a place that's called like the hidden house. It's like the house of mystery. It's the collective consciousness house. Mm-hmm. It can be. It, it's people say that like, oh, the things that are hidden that you don't see about yourself that are hidden from you are in the twelfth house, the mysteries, right? If your fucking sun sign lands there then you might feel like you have no ego or your ego has a death. People don't see you. You don't shine in any way. You don't get recognized in any way. Or that the qualities of that sign, you don't see them by yourself or you deny them to yourself, depending on like what's there. It's interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, well, obviously... I mean the, the houses itself, like it kind of like follows your life, right? Because like the later, the later in... Like, let's say something like you have like a lot of signs in like eighth house or, or ninth house. Those affect you later in life, right? Not to my understanding. No, no. 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 Uh, what ends up hitting you a little later in life usually are the outer lying planets can hit you later or their qualities of them can be felt later in life. Um, but really what you're describing is annual perfections, which, okay. So like if you're, if your house starts, at the beginning of your life and your needle chart is like, you know, circle pie chart. Mm-hmm. The first house is the first year of your annual, annual perfection. 
every year it slides into your second house, third house, fourth house. And it's those signs going through. So those planets going through your house or whatever, influencing your life. So for each year of your life, you can, you can Google this. If you guys don't know what I'm talking about, annual perfections. Um, if you Google annual perfection calculator, you can actually, it'll just, there's people have websites. It'll generate a chart for you. Mm -hmm. Um, when you plug your date of birth time and whatever in just like it would a natal chart and it'll actually show the different zodiac signs that'll hit your particular, um, houses each year or whatever, that'll affect your, your, your different areas of life. And it'll tell you like, oh, you know, for this year, I don't know, I think it's like the planet or the zodiac sign cancer is, or whatever is hitting your 10th house or whatever. So it kind of will explain why, like, at the age of 30 or 32, Saturn's going to hit your fucking, you know, your, it's going to return to where it yeah, is in your, your Saturn chart. Return. Yeah. And it'll Saturn, affect, Saturn return. Yeah. And it'll affect that area of your life for as long as Saturn's sitting there or whatever. But annual perfections is kind of tailored to your natal chart. So I'm not looking at it as so I can't describe, but, um, but it'll affect each year will be different. So can I ask you guys a hypothetical question? Yeah. So if somebody were to die, like say they're they're they die for like five minutes or something, but they're revived and brought back to life, would you consider when they come back to life when they should reassess their chart or start it from that moment because they were essentially reborn again? Interesting. I would consider myself not advanced enough to to comment on that, but I know there's astrologers that'll say stuff like you can find um you can find stuff like that in somebody's chart. I don't see that. The only things that I have seen in somebody's chart that I've read for people are things like, did you experience homelessness as a child? Did you like not have a home? Were your parents absent? Like, did your parent like leave you or whatever? And like, I've had people tell me like, yeah, I didn't, I was homeless or I moved every year of my like adolescence or uh, someone told me like, oh, my mother abandoned me. Cause I said like, I don't see a mother figure here. Like, maybe you felt like they weren't there for you or something like that. Like, I didn't say like, oh, did you not have a mom? Like, but I, but I was like, there's, you know, an emptiness here that's showing a death here or whatever. Like maybe you felt there was a lack of nurturing or whatever, because it's landing in a home house, which also can sometimes indicate somebody's mom. And that I've had people say, oh, well, my mom abandoned, abandoned us when I was a kid. Like, mm. so, I mean, I don't know, and I don't think your chart would like regenerate itself, but I guess you could make that argument. I don't know. I think the other thing that I have issues with, with astrology in, in terms of talking about things on a natal chart is I feel that if I say like, well, I don't really associate X, Y, and Z with whatever, I feel like there's so easily a second answer of like, well, well, that's okay because it's also over here because you have all of the signs. So no matter what you say, we can find one sign to fit what your answer is and I'm like uh, can't yeah I guess you could totally make that argument I mean I I think that there's something to be said for for that not just in astrology but in like magical UPG right like is it UPG yeah. uh yeah, yeah yeah personal gnosis where you know you have an experience you can't verify yeah I mean it's it's really about whether or not you assign meaning to something because that's pretty much what it is it's like spiritual and philosophical and it's not something you can pin down and so I think if if you think that astrology is bullshit then don't worry about it because it doesn't have meaning for you, you yeah know? It, and it's, it's totally fine 
And that's a good point of like, you know, somebody might be listening with astrology and it, I will say it took me a while to have those magical experiences to be able to really, um, you know, I don't want to say believe in it, but that's, I guess the best way I can say, because, you know, I, I had to have one point, you know, I'm a very type A person. I'm a very rational person. And I was on top of that in my training, I was getting a master's degree in clinical psychology. So I was like constantly talking about the mind and just disorders and people making things up and having things in their head. And, um, for whatever reason, whether it's a chemical imbalance or, um, any, anything else, but, um, so that was a fun time <laughs> to be doing that while also training in a witchcraft coven, you know, it was great. So for me in that experience, I, I really had to just eventually put my rational mind aside for a bit to allow myself to have those experiences. And then after a couple months, I came back to it and I was like, okay, I've had these experiences that has happened or have happened. I'm going to see if it, these experiences keep happening. And I'm going to see if I can come up for a reason with them now, because the last couple of months, I just stopped trying to explain them. And any experience I had past that, I was like, oh, I really can't come for a reason of why this happened. Or like, this was unexpected. Or like, I didn't know this was going to happen or whatever. And that's really what salt or solidified it for me of like, okay, no, this is like an actual thing. And too many, saw too many things, heard too many things, felt too many things at this point to be like, okay, no, <laughs> you know, it's definitely a thing. Um, but it took a while for me to get there. But astrology, it's a little bit more complicated because it's not like I can just kind of put a rational mind aside for it because it's, it's about people telling you about your chart, telling you about aspects of yourself or aspects of your life. And for me, it's very black and white of like, yes, I experience this or no, I don't experience that. Um, and when I'm hearing these things on the charts, I'm just like, I'm trying to have an open mind and not dismiss everything that's said to me. But at the same time, I'm hearing these things that are said to me and I'm just like, yeah, no, I don't, I don't agree with that. So that's, that's a little, little no, I, I, I totally, I totally get that. Um, yeah, I think, you know, part of that is, I guess there's, you know, I had this weird experience when I was first like coming into witchcraft, like officially, just weird to say officially, but I guess like consciously, because when I was a kid, I was doing things that were basically, you know, basically witchcraft. I even had a book that was called Italian witchcraft and I, my brain didn't register that I was doing witchcraft, that I was like even in, I don't know, like I was just a weird kid. I thought I was just weird. Um, but like later when I actually started consciously studying witchcraft, I had this moment where I, was, I, I think I even had a conversation with my boyfriend where I was like, am I fucking crazy? Like, is this weird? Like, am I losing my shit? Like, is this where someone starts to have a mental breakdown? Like, I, I, I approach it in the same way that you're talking about, you know, like, I feel like I'm a very logical, rational person. Like, it's very strange to feel like you have this rational mind and then not feel like you're fucking going crazy when you find yourself interested in things like witchcraft that d can defy, I don't want to say they defy nature because I think they're very natural, but they can definitely defy rational reason sometimes and explanation. Um, but, and this is like my nerd coming out, and I guess this is how I make sense of it um, for myself anyway, not just astrology or whatever, but just anything I'm assigning meaning to or experience I'm having is there's a line in Harry Potter where Harry Potter's having a yes, conversation yes. with Dumbledore. I love this line that, Harry, and, that Daniel Radcliffe wrote, and, and it's so crazy how there's no real author for Harry Potter anymore. So weird, just wrote itself. We're just going to move on from that because she can do no wrong. I know that she's, <gasps> just, you know, become what? trash. 
she's become trash and we're just gonna move on because i just can't my childhood brain is like there there are people that that are awful and then there's my childhood authors that i'm just gonna like put in a box my oh but she's can't. awful she in my opinion okay if we're gonna actually have this conversation I'm not saying what she did was like not wrong because that should not be misinterpreted. Like, I think she's, she's, I think if anything, she's a scared woman who doesn't understand really what she's saying because she thinks that somehow it's either a threat to female experiences or she just doesn't really understand where other people are coming from. And I also think she's a Leo on Twitter who should shut the fuck up. Like, she should just not be on Twitter. And they're just old people who should just not be on Twitter. Like, I'm not saying she's not a trash person, because I definitely think that, you know, the things she has done have really darkened her wonderful creation that she's made that so many people have loved. But I think that also we're obsessed with cancel culture, where somebody says one thing we don't like, and then we write them off. And I think that sometimes things are more complicated than that. Like, we need to... Be like, why the fuck do you think that? Why would you think that that's okay? Are you having a misunderstanding or are you actually a bigot? Do you know what I mean? Because I think there there are people out there who are really genuinely shitty and who genuinely hate other people. And then there are people who are just dumb and don't actually fucking understand the things that they're saying and the implications that they're making because they don't even really understand where the other person is coming from. And they don't really understand that if they just sat down with this person and understood their experience, that maybe they don't actually have that opinion. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's I'm, just me. I'm team anti JK Rowling. Okay, well, that's fair. <laughs> um, but, you know, um, yeah, I don't know. I think for somebody who like wrote a book about love and how like love is the answer basically and lost and had those depth, depth of experiences, I think that maybe she could get caught up in the fucking attention that she gets and want to remain relevant. And she's older now. And I don't know. Um, I think at some points you kind of have to just separate the artist from from the art. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that's why Harry Potter wrote itself. Anyway, the line you were talking about of um, like being in your head. Dumbledore Dumbledore says, uh, actually Harry Potter says, is this real or is it all happening in my head? And Dumbledore says, well, of course it's happening in your head, Harry, but does that make it any less real? I, I remember saying that line to myself when I was in outer court at one point, the, like one of the first couple times I had experiences with, I thought of that quote. That was literally how I rationalized my entire interest in witchcraft, which I thought was kind of insane. And I thought that other people would think I was crazy. And I thought that I I myself was like, maybe I am crazy. And then I was like trying to justify meaning in things because we're taught that it's kind of like, okay, it's kind of like if we're taught that there's this box in life, right? And you should stay in this box. And this box includes all the things that are rational and that make sense and that we've proven and that fucking science and whatever. And then don't step out of the box. And then I feel like when you try to step out of the box, people start calling you crazy and they start telling you that you should question yourself. And I'm not saying there isn't any, you know, barring any like mental wellness issues that you have and you're fucking, you know, actually seeing things or hearing things that aren't there. Like a, a, an experience that, you know, somebody who is mentally well or medicated so they know that they're 
they're they're not having like a, an a, not an abnormal experience but a, um an extraordinary experience to the mundane life or whatever that most mm-hmm. people don't experience um i think that all of those things in the box aren't actually as verifiable as we like to think that they are you know we've layered things up so hard that we think that they are undeniably fact they're undeniably provable and there are some things that can be repeated so many times that we understand them to be basically built upon a truth or we call them facts right but facts are just theories with a lot of evidence Mm -hmm. so to me i don't know the world isn't so cemented in black and white anymore i guess so we're current the three of us are currently reading this book called modern magic by uh, donald michael craig and there's a quote that he had in the beginning of the book that I actually put on Twitter that says the occultism ah, the occultism of the past becomes the science of the future. And I was like, oh. but it's true, right? Like, it's I mean, true. back in the back in the day, like people, um, you know, like Sir Isaac Newton, who discovered gravity, he also studied astrology and astronomy, and they were all considered in the same category of education at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, we have like some of the greatest inventors and scientists um, and I guess we could we would call them physicists in this day um, who studied, you know, theories of gravity or of time and space or have talked about time and space back in a time when that we thought they had no fucking understanding that the world was a sphere Mm -hmm. and they did, you know, Um, which is pretty crazy to think about. And I think that we we like to imagine that we're evolved and we have all the answers now. And I just don't think that's true. I think the more you dig into it, the more you realize we don't have any of the fucking answers. You know, there's so much we don't know about the brain and the body and like knowledge that's just like not as advanced as we imagine it would be. I mean, it's definitely more advanced than we it was. Well, before. of course. Yeah, of course. But, we're still working. There are brilliant yeah. scientists and psychologists and doctors and psychiatrists and people doing really amazing things um, in the fields of science and medicine. And people are evolving too on top of that. Mm -hmm. Totally. Uh, But I'm just saying, like, I think that to put yourself in a headspace of, oh, we're modern, we're advanced, we have all the answers, is to deny yourself the entire scope of the experience of life, of all the things that you'll miss if you put yourself in that box. That's just my thought. Agreed. That's just what I heard anyway. Okay. Um, we've gone on quite a long time. So uh, I did want to talk about Autumn Equinox, but maybe, I don't know. Do you guys have anything to say about Autumn Equinox? Love it. Hate it. Drop it. Not It's not for your practice. Don't call if it Maybon. Don't call it Maybon. And if you're wondering why, I have an episode about it. <laughs> I will link Maybon as a lie in yes. the... Uh, in the description for anyone who wants to listen. I love that episode. It's, it's so great. Mm-hmm. Good <laughs> people in that episode. I know I've had front row <laughs> tickets to that show several times. <laughs> you know, you know, the best part about that is I realized I was telling Azazelis the other day, and I think I told us to you t- as well, Tiana. Um, so on that episode, if you haven't listened to it, I have a co-host named Seamus, but um, for those who have listened to it or happen to know that name, <laughs> um, so uh, Azazel and I are actually seeing Seamus for the Autumn Equinox um, next week. <laughs> so I think all weekend when we're hanging out, we just got to be like, oh my God, it's Maybon. 
Oh God! It's Maybe Maban. Maban. Or Maybon. No, no, we got to say it wrong. Happy Maban. Maybon. Maybon. Happy Maybon. Happy Maybon. Maybon. He's not going to know what we're saying. We're saying Maybon. Maybon. <laughs> be like what? What are you saying? So, like, one of the mornings when we wake up, we got to go be like, good morning, Seamus. Happy Maybon. Blessed Maybon, brother. Mary Many blessings upon you. Right blessings. You give him a cornucopia of just, like, squashes. Oh, my God. We just, like, put it outside his door, knock on door, run away. Stop. To brother brother Seamus. Okay. Oh <laughs> I hate this so much. Oh God. <laughs> Hope he doesn't anyway. listen to this and ruin the surprise. Right. He doesn't uh, listen to my podcast. <laughs> anyway. It's like anyway. I hear it talk anyway. <laughs> well, I mean, I said what I said. <laughs> <laughs> thank you both so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. I really appreciate you, you guys taking time out of your busy schedules. Thank you for um, listening to me angrily talk about why I don't believe in astrology. I really love it. I love debate and I love I love learning from other people and questioning my own beliefs. So I welcome that. I think that it helps us learn. Yeah, it helps us learn. It I mean, yeah. And you know, I think sometimes having a challenging opinion, having a disagreement, even sometimes having somebody say some shit that totally triggers you can be immensely insightful. Helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, helpful. Even if it's not in the moment, even if it means that you're fucking ruminating on that for like the next week and trying to figure out why it fucking hit you so hard. I mean, sometimes, sometimes not, but a lot of times I find that I learn a lot about myself from those experiences. God, yeah, is this about to jump in my car next week and be like, what'd you say about Mars? <laughs> <laughs> we are through. We are through after, after my bond. Don't you ever talk to Tiana like that again. <laughs> uh, Big yikes. And on that note, thank you guys so much for listening. I really appreciate it. And thanks so much to Azazel and Ashley for coming on the show. I really appreciate you guys a lot. Thank you for and, having us. And love you deeply. Um, deeply. Okay. <laughs> and um, yeah, if you would like to share your thoughts on this episode, then catch me on social media. I'm on Twitter at Astro W podcast, and I'm on Instagram at Astrology Witch Podcast, and I have an Astrology Witch Podcast Facebook page. So yeah, come chat and let me know how much you love or hated this episode. I'd love to hear from you, and I'll see you next time. Bye. Hello, it's Future Tiana here. Um, I realized that during this recording that I did with Ashley and Azazel. I actually forgot to uh, share their social handles because I just got so wrapped up in trying to finish it because we've been on for so long recording. So if you made it this far, thank you so much for listening and I really appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed it. Hopefully you don't cancel me and if you do, that's totally fine. Um, But I did want to share that Azazel and Ashley both have Patreons. Um, Azazel's podcast is called Feast of Torches and he does a lot of really amazing discussions about witchcraft he's had some really cool guests on and he's done some really amazing meditations um, that I definitely highly recommend Uh, and those are available just through listening to his podcast Um, but definitely check out his Patreon if you feel inclined to support him as well Um, and I will link everything down in the description below in case you want to check those out and Ashley of course from Seeking Witchcraft is the 
famous lady of all of us. And um, she's been featured so many times in so many cool places, including Cosmopolitan, which is wild. But she's honestly done some amazing work with her podcast. She has so many helpful episodes. She's had so many amazing guests. So if you are new to exploring spirituality and witchcraft specifically, um, then definitely check her podcast out, Seeking Witchcraft. It's on all major listening platforms as well. Um, And again, I'll put all their socials below. And if you feel inclined to join Ashley's Uh, Patreon. She does like a monthly book club and a lot of other cool things as well. So definitely check them out and support them and love them because I love them so much. And um, I definitely think that they deserve all the support in the world. So thanks again for listening so much if you made it this far and I will see you in the next episode. Bye.